1: The Pittsburgh Steelers found a way to win one of the craziest games we have seen this year, and that's saying a lot because we saw the the Steelers beat the Browns the way they did. We're going to break down this win, what it meant for the defense, Joey Porter Jr., as he cemented himself as a starter, what the offense was able to do at the end of the game, but how that does not excuse Matt Canada, the Steelers' offense as a whole, and all the things they have to do moving forward, and look at, what are the rookies doing? Because they, all all three of the top picks, I thought, play important roles here. We'll talk about that with Ray Fittipaldo from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. It's the North Shore Drive podcast on a Monday, a victory Monday for the Steelers. Let's get into it. You are now listening to the North Shore Drive podcast, a show on all things Pittsburgh sports from the writers of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, hosted by Christopher Carter. Hello and welcome to the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post Gazette. I'm your host Chris Carter. He's right for the We ju- we just got back from a long day at Acrisure Stadium where the Pittsburgh Steelers won 17 to 10 over the Baltimore Ravens. They are 3 and 2 and ahead in the AFC North at first place through 5 games. As always, this show is brought to you by Mike's Beer Bar, the best bar in all of Pittsburgh. When you get to Mike's, know that they have over 20 televisions that you can watch any game you want, whether it's NFL, NBA, NHL, college football, college basketball, Premier League, whatever you want. They'll be able to get, and they have over 500 different available beers, 300 of those local beers being available. We are being local beers and 80 of those local beers being available on tap. Go to Mike's Beer Bar for the best bar experience in all of Pittsburgh. As I said before, we're joined by Ray. Ray, you know, you and Jerry talked about it post game that this was just a wacky game for the Steelers to find a way to win and somehow that would win. And, you know, at the end of the season, no one looks at how you got the wins. They just right. matter that you got the wins and they're 2 and 0 in the division to start the season. But I, I thought one of the things that the Steelers needed to do in this game was to fi- at least find their identity. Even if they lost this game, if they found like, hey, we, we can run the ball again or the defense is back or something like that that could have been a positive moving forward, moving point into the bye week. But with the way that they won this game, was there anything established that you that you saw that said, hey, there are steps forward from this team? Or was this just, just another one? They snatched victory from the jaws of defeat.
0: Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, I, I tend to think it's the latter, but I'm not going to discredit the win. They're three and two. They're atop the AFC North. They have the tiebreaker over the Browns and the Ravens right now, Chris. So- um, you are what your, your record is in the NFL. Um, having said that, no, I, I don't think the offensive line played great. I don't think the defensive line played great. You know, if you don't control um, both sides of the line of scrimmage, um, uh, you're not going to win a lot of games. And, I, you know, I thought the defensive line buckled down a little bit in the second half after giving up 100 yards on the ground in the first half you know, a little bit better by the offensive line in the second half. But I don't know if, if there was one thing to build on maybe, and I don't think they're going to make this move. I just think Jalen Warren has to play more, Chris. I mean, he just –
1: He made a big difference in this game.
0: He just – he he makes plays. And, um, you know, I, I don't know what the the snap distribution was in this game, probably 60-40 in favor of Najee if I had to ballpark it. Um, but, you know, I, I he, he makes plays in the passing game. He was the leading rusher today. If they lean into that a a little bit more after the bye, um, maybe the offense can improve. Hey, listen, Deontay Johnson's going to come back, so I'm sure he will help. So I I know injuries are part of the reason that the offense hasn't been good through five games, but the bottom line is the offense hasn't been good through five games, and they got to pick it up if they want to remain in contention in the AFC.
1: We'll get back to the offense in a bit, but this defense came out in this game. They did allow an early touchdown, uh, but they they, they responded to it by allowing zero second half points. The Ravens had plenty of mistakes. They dropped at least two touchdowns, maybe three. They were they, they they had they had opportunities out there. John Harbaugh, I still don't understand his decision not to kick a field goal when it was fourth down and they were in field goal position at the end of the first half, which would have given the Ravens a 10 point lead going into the half instead of a instead of a one score game. Uh and that, but but the defense coming up huge. Uh, Joey Porter Jr. with maybe maybe the play of the game with the interception that he had on on uh, Lamar Jackson while got, covering Odell Beckham Jr. Just a a stand up moment after Gunnar Olszewski almost doomed the Steelers again with a fumble uh, in in their own territory. I thought I thought that there was collective response of the defense. Yes, they did give up 100 first first half rushing yards. They only gave up 25 in the second half. They and a lot of those were I a lot of the yards that the Ravens got in this game when they ran the ball came on the kind of like option runs that went outside and someone just missed their assignment. Um, I thought collectively they were stronger in this game. I thought T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith were were who they've been this year. They got after the quarterback uh, and Joey Porter Jr. to me. I think he cemented himself as a starter moving forward. He needs to be out there a lot more often.
0: Yeah, uh, you know, second half, they, they went to Joey over Levi Wallace. Levi came in when they did go to, to to Dime. So it wasn't like Levi Wallace was completely benched. But people have been calling for this move, Chris. And boy, what better time for Joey Porter to have his first career cool. NFL interception? I mean, uh, those were some desperate times you talked about. Issuing the the field goal at the end of the first half for the Ravens, how about just running the ball there on third down rather than than, than taking the chance of throwing the ball, and uh, you know you take the points there. The Ravens probably win this game. So I, you know I I, I understand you have a two hundred fifty million dollar quarterback, but John Harbaugh has to know that Lamar Jackson does not play well against the Steelers. I mean he's watched all these games over the years, right? Yeah, Lamar Jackson's now one and three against the Steelers. Uh, I forget what year it was, maybe it was 2020, maybe 2021, Chris, where he just threw up a prayer in the end zone. Minka intercepted it, mm. that was a big play in that game. Um, so, uh, yeah, Lamar Jackson doesn't play well. I but I thought his coach put him in a bad situation there. Terrible throw, but you know, if you're John Harbaugh there, just take the easy points. And uh, you probably walk out of Akershore Stadium with a victory.
1: The Steelers won't apologize for the Ravens making dumb decisions, uh, but I think the biggest thing is when they do, you have to capitalize on it. Joey Porter Jr., a guy who was who a lot of people were saying, oh, because he only had one interception in college, he can't make interceptions. He made one interception when he was thrown at in this game. Here was Joey Porter Jr. in the Steelers' locker room kind of taking in the moment as everyone was kind of – I think everyone kind of realized it was his moment. The media, we crowded him, and uh, the, you could even hear some of the Steelers in the background kind of cheering him on as he took our – Answers and you could see a lot of smiles from him uh, all throughout the end of the game. Here was Joey Porter Jr. after the game. What you were after like?
0: you?
2: Yeah, you know, like I always say, I'm the rookie out there against Odell Beckham on the third down, so I already kind of had that in the back of my mind. They're gonna try me on this play. What, what were your emotions
0: right? like when you made that
2: catch? Man, just excited, you know, just happy to be able to make a play for this team in a crucial moment of the game, and I just really put myself in that Steelers Baltimore rivalry, so I'm happy. You
0: what did the say to you after the game? After it, the play when you came off the field,
2: and he said he got me a little gift, so I'm, I'm waiting for that little gift. And you know, he just said he got my back, and I told him I always got his. What does it mean to you to be able to make a play like that in a rivalry such as intense as this one? Oh man, it means everything. You know, earlier this week we was talking about this is a regular season game, but it's not like a regular season. When we get in that stadium, it's going to be a chippy, close game. And I just made a great play at a great time. They made the change
0: at halftime, Joey, and told you. What did they tell you?
2: Uh, They just told me they were going to give me a little bit more series in the game because I wasn't really playing a lot the first half. I think I got about like four snaps. So they just wanted to keep me warm, keep me in tune to the game. Did you
0: start in the base, though, uh, to start the second half?
2: Yeah, yeah, I did.
1: Did you feel like the payout from all the press work that you've done to improve there in a tough spot like that when you get that
2: interception? Definitely. You know, I've been working on that since I've been with the Steelers. And, you know, it's, it's never always great. But I feel like I'm at a spot right now where it's getting good right now and just keep working.
0: What Joey, was the reaction like to... when you got back over to the sideline?
2: Did see you? Oh man, it was all it was a party on, on the sideline. So, you know, it was definitely great to turn up with my guys. The coaches are excited for me. Earlier this week, coach you like get a pick and hand it to me on the sideline. So it, that's exactly what I did, handed it to right to him. Joey, you feel
1: like you earned
2: more playing time now? Uh you know, it's i feel like I did good today. Uh like I said, it's always on the coaches what they want what they want out there and what they see. So hopefully I put enough good tape out there to keep me out there. Joe, your, <laughs> the the inter- your dad got the your dad got the interception this one end up with him too? Oh no, this mine's. yeah. yeah I'm keeping this one. This is going in the house for sure. What does it mean to get the win heading into the bye week? I mean, it's great, you know. Coach hopefully going to show us some love on on this little bye week, you know. Spend some time with the family, but yeah, definitely a great way to end it. Have you gotten to talk to your dad? yet? Yeah. You no, nah, he's probably going to run in here screaming short, shortly after. So, you know, I'm ready for it. Joey,
1: so you talked about cementing yourself in the rivalry. To be able to do it, your first chance at it. How do you build off of something like this?
2: I mean, we just keep stacking days. You know, don't don't linger too long on this performance. that happened. We watch the film, and we just keep moving. That's what I got to do.
1: good interception versus a lot of talk in the draft
0: process you being one in college. I mean, was that, something, did that annoy you? Did you hear that a lot, or did you hear that a lot? Or, or,
2: uh... Yeah, you know, I heard that a lot going into the process, and I feel like it was just – I didn't like that around my name that I couldn't catch, that I couldn't make turnovers. So I've been working on that this whole time. I've been with the Steelers. Me and my boy Lou, uh, equipment manager, we've been going at it, and he got me right. So every time I get a pick, I shout out Lou. So definitely shout out to Lou.
1: Ray, I I thought Joey Porter Jr. being ready in that moment, like you said, it was such a huge moment. It's coming right off of the Gunnar Olszewski fumble. The Steelers, their backs are literally up against the ropes. They have no place else to go. If they had just held it to a field goal, still would have been huge for the team. he gets an interception on that play you know I, I, I'm right with a lot of people who think that he needs to be playing a lot more but has maybe the process that they've done to kind of ease him into it maybe helped him see the game better or is this just maybe this guy this could have been who this guy was from week one?
0: Yeah I mean listen they, they've taken this approach this year with every single one of their rookies. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to have that approach with with Broderick Jones. Dan Moore was the starter until he got injured. Um, we've seen Keanu Benton, um, you know, similar approach. You know, he's been getting about half the snaps in each game. So, um, you know, I, I think Joey's going to do fine in this league, um, but I don't necessarily think it's bad that he kind of learned for for a month or so. Um, uh, you know, I I do think Levi Wallace's struggles played a big part in this. Um You saw Joey sort of take the high road there, say he only had four snaps in the game. But let's face it, I mean, Levi Wallace hasn't been tackling well, hasn't been covering well, and that's why Joey Porter Jr. got on the field more in the second half. So there's no reason for that to change after the bye. And, uh, Chris, I always felt all along, natural time to make that move. Give Joey Porter Jr. that extra couple of days during the bye week to to get himself ready to to be the full-time starter. And I wouldn't be surprised if that happens at all. Also with uh, obviously Broderick Jones, because Dan Moore is hurt, but with Keanu Benton as well. I expect all those rookies um, you know, to be a big part of this team um, week six through 17.
1: We'll talk more about the rookies later in this show, but I got to talk to Ray about the offense. We'll do, we'll do that on the other side of this break here on the North, on the North shore drive podcast from the Pittsburgh post-gazette, Chris Cardin Ray for the But first got to remind you guys, this show is sponsored by Mike's beer bar, the best bar in all of Pittsburgh. And it's the place for you to go to whenever you're in the North shore. If you're in for a Steelers game or a pit game, Mike's beer Bar is right across the street from PNC park on federal street. They've got the best selection of beer in town, as well as amazing food options, over 20 televisions for you that you can call in advance, book a table, win, with a TV in front of it, and you can even tell them which game you want to be shared on that TV, so that you can you can watch whatever sporting event that you want with all your friends at the table there. And when you're there, you can try over there 500 different available beers, 300 of those beers being local, and 80 of those beers being available on tap. And with those, you can try out flights to make any combination you want: stout, IPA. Fall beer, I have a ton of Oktoberfests available, all those things available to try right now at Mike's Beer Bar. And if you want a great dinner, they have a steak on a stone meal, which is amazing. It's your choice cut of steak brought to you on a 400-degree heated stone. That's all you have to do is each piece that you cut off, you press into the stone, and you can cook it to the to the heat that you want for your, for your cut of steak. Go to Mike's Beer Bar right now for the best bar in all of Pittsburgh and get your sports fix. And when you get there, tell them chris sent ya. we're also brought to you by the great yinzer tailgate the great user tailgate is bringing the best of the burg to south point on november 4th a saturday showcasing Pittsburgh's showcasing pittsburgh's rich culture iconic sports history and vibrant community spirit the great user tailgate will immerse you in the unique blend of traditions that make pittsburgh legendary visit www.thegreatyinzertailgate.com for details see yins there <laughs> We're back here in the North Shore Drive podcast. Chris Carter, Ray Fidapato, breaking things down on the Pittsburgh Steelers 17-10 to win. Ray, before we get into all the other stuff that was just abysmal for this offense, let's talk real quick about the Kenny Pickett to George Pickens 41-yard touchdown pass, a point that a lot of fans have been asking about because on the CBS broadcast they showed the uh, the booth with Matt Canada as as they scored a touchdown, and he just looked emotionless. He didn't seem like to respond while everyone else did around him to the touchdown, and so there was a lot of questions. Was that the play call on that play? Now, Mike Tomlin said that, that they weren't necessarily planning, planning to go for the home run ball going into that play, uh, but Kenny Pickett talked about how all week long the Steelers had been preparing for zero blitzes from the Ravens. And when that was coming, they had to take advantage of it uh, and that it was something that they would be prepared to adjust to. What was your takeaway from how that play came about and, you know, how much of that actually shows that there might be something to this offense to actually unlock?
0: Yeah. I mean, Kenny Pickett uh, did a nice job. He got into a good protection for that. He saw the, the zero blitz coming and he had just enough time to, uh, Uh, let go of a perfect ball to George Pickens. I mean, that ball was high. George ran under it and uh, it was really well executed. So he didn't check out of a play or anything like that. He just checked into the right protection, um, which is good. That's a nice step in the right direction for him. Uh, I think they continue They have to continue to do that. Give him a little bit more freedom, uh, get his confidence up. Then eventually, I don't know when they'll allow him to start checking into different plays at the line of scrimmage as well. But, um, that way that play worked out perfectly Chris um well executed up front Kenny made the right call uh the line got the job done and of course Pickens did a really nice job beating Marlon Humphrey on that play
1: he certainly did I, I, before we move on George Pickens I thought he was huge in this game even before that play the effort he was giving on other receptions there were some blocks that he threw for Jalen Warren on some of his on yeah. one of his better better plays of, of the game I thought George Pickens, he he was a huge highlight in the Steelers for this game. Uh, the competitive nature you saw from him getting separation on some key plays. I think that he continues to progress in the way that people were looking for in his second year in the NFL.
0: Yeah. Uh how about the back shoulder catches? I think there were at least oh my two, maybe three. Uh, what was there a 23 yarder on that mm-hmm. final touchdown drive? I think it was third and four, Chris. So yeah, I mean, they they John Harbaugh made a, uh, a lot of mistakes in this game, um, and I know that the Ravens take chances. That's, that's the way they've been on defense for a long time, but the Steelers are without Deontay Johnson. Mm-hmm. They're without Pat Fryermuth. Mm-hmm. They're without Calvin Austin, who was in concussion protocol for much of that game. Why not double George Pickens in that situation? Why not let Allen Robinson be Good question. Or whoever, Miles Boykin, whoever else – was in the football game at that time, I don't get it. So um, I'm sure they're talking down in Baltimore about how John Harbaugh lost this game. And listen, kudos to Pickett and Pickens and and the Steelers' offense for making that play, but it just makes no sense in the world for me uh, to understand what Harbaugh and his defensive staff were thinking in that situation. George Pickens was basically the only Steeler on the field who could beat them. And they (laughs) let let (laughs) him... I mean, it, no, it was, you're not wrong. It was
1: crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. I mean, Ed, but you're, you're sitting there. You're making great points. because I, I remember Calvin Austin was coming in and out with an injury. I think he was in concussion protocol or something. I wasn't sure if he was available. But you're right. I mean, Allen Robinson is beating you for a 41 yard touchdown. They're not even right. looking at Darnell Washington. Jalen no. War is going to catch it underneath. What are what are you doing there? The one thing I'm I'll say is if the call was hey, we're just gonna send an all-out blitz because Kenny Pickett hasn't reacted well to that yet, okay. But you better have your safety who's over the uh, over the top, making yeah. sure, hey, George Pickens will not score this touchdown. If Allen Robinson scampers for 41 yards, hey, we just got beat on that one. But not yeah. the one serious threat this offense has in the passing game. But Ray, let's 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 circle back now. Let's talk about Kenny Pickett as a whole in this game. I thought Kenny Pickett in the end made the clutch play and the clutch throw at the right time. And I think that's important to give him credit for that. But there were just several points in this yeah. game. I thought he took sacks he didn't need to take. I thought there were reads that he wasn't seeing. I thought there were throws that even when he saw it, like there was one pass to the sideline. Allen Robinson wide open, just air air mails it a bit. There was one in the end zone where he had Robinson, he kind of like threw it too hard, a little behind him and a little too early. And it was just it was high. And I was just like, man, like again, he just seems out of rhythm. What is your take on where Kenny Pickett is right now? And is this something you think the Steelers can actually build upon during the bye week to try to get him to a better place?
0: Yeah, I mean, you got to find a way to build on it. I mean, I, I think you're right, Chris. Um, he's still bailing. Like, I don't think the pass protection yeah. is that bad. But he wants to run around. He'll circle back. Then he'll change direction. Um, there was one time he basically ducked into a sack on third down and didn't even try to make a play. Now, how much of that was Mike Tomlin saying, hey, Kenny, don't throw an interception early like you did last week? You know, we heard Mike Tomlin talk about that on Tuesday, about how when, when Kenny tries to extend plays, it's usually uh, a negative. So if he's telling that to us on a Tuesday afternoon, mm-hmm. you darn well better believe Kenny Pickett's here in that Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday um, before that football game. So. Um, you know, I, I thought Kenny did a nice job not turning it over. He did. Living the fight another day. You know, that game could have got out of hand early if the Ravens were capitalizing and not uh, dropping touchdown passes, but it didn't. And uh, you know, I thought the Steelers stayed the course. You know, in the end it was a typical Kenny Pickett kind of a game, kind of like we saw late last season, Chris. You know, 220 some yards, one touchdown, no picks, clutch play at the end. Um listen, if, if the defense and the special teams can play like that every single week, you know, I don't know if they can, but yeah. if they do, that that's a, a winning formula for this football team on some days. It's not going to happen every week like this, but that can be a winning formula uh, for this football team going forward.
1: I'm right with you on that. I, I thought that also on top of the offense, special teams came up huge. Brad Wing, I thought, had had some good punts in this game. Chris Boswell, he's back to being automatic. And Miles Killer, like- I mean, Gun- Gunnar Olszewski, we talked about him. I, they need yeah. to make sure that he doesn't return. I don't care who's hurt. Put Minka Fitzpatrick back there. Let him fair call for catches. Do something. But do not let Gunnar Olszewski play special teams anymore. He's touched the ball, I think, four times this year. Two fumbles. And the time where he wiped out a, a great field position on the kick return right. against the against the Browns, he just continues to make mind-baffling mistakes, and you can't have that from a veteran who doesn't even bring you much on the other side of that. But again, outside of that, special teams punting was good, kicking was good, and Miles Killibrew with another blocked punt for the Steelers. I think he has three for the team all time now. Yeah. That's that's ridiculous that he's a, that he consistently seems to do that for them.
0: Yeah, four career block punts. He had one with the Lions, too. Uh, Killebrew said after the game they've been working on that play for three weeks in practice. Danny Smith put it in, I think, after the 49ers or maybe after the Browns game, and uh, they've just been waiting for the right time to call it. And Killebrew wouldn't go into a lot of great detail, but he said the look they got from the Ravens, coupled with um, field position, time of game, and uh, you know, uh, Danny gave him a chance to go out there and make a play, and um, Killebrew was awesome at that. Rodney Williams was this close to that being a touchdown. I Ooh, mean, he I was so close. You know, I, I guess his forearm landed out of bounds before his elbow. Um, you know, did he have control? You know, I I didn't have a you know uh, I didn't have a lot of problem with the NFL. Um, you know, not overturning that call, but uh, boy, you know that. that Killabrew saved the day in Buffalo two years ago in the season opener when he he made a similar play, and uh, he saved the bacon again today. That guy is a really, really, really good uh, special teams player for this football team.
1: Absolutely. We still have more to talk about. I want to talk to Ray specifically about the rookies. We've mentioned them, but the top three picks you got, Broderick Jones making his first start against the Ravens. You got Joey Porter Jr. with the interception. You got Keanu Betten, who I thought was a force up the middle for the Steelers. All three of those guys I thought were big. donald Washington also started in this game in place of Pat Pat Frymouth. But I got to talk with Ray about the rookies. We'll do with that on the other side of this break here on the North Shore Drive podcast for the Pittsburgh Post Gazette. I'm your host, Chris Carter. But first, we got to remind you guys: this show is brought to you by Savinas Kane and Gallugie. They're mesothelioma and asbestos lawyers with over 85 years of experience. Call Savinas, Kane and Gallucci today to get a free consultation on your case. You, this, game, this show is also brought to you by GameTime.co. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. And that's where GameTime, an app that you can download right on your phone, is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. If you ever had to buy tickets for an event, but weren't comfortable with how much you were paying for where, for where it looked like you might be sitting, because you weren't sure how the seats would look. well, that's where game time comes in because if, even if you're running down to the last minute game time when you look in their app they'll show you what the view is from your seat they'll show you the best deals and even if it's even up to an hour after your event has started game time will let you buy tickets with just two taps of a button and make it an easy process and there's no hidden fees they show you all, all the costs up front so you're not getting surprised at the end with an extra amount of money tapped on the total the total costs there the game time app allows you to book tickets up, up to an hour after the event even if you're running behind and that, that includes Steelers games, Pitt games, Penguins games, because they're around the corner from starting, and even comedy events, theater events, anything near you. Game time is gonna is gonna help you find. And they also have the best price guarantee that can't be beat. All you have to do when you go to Game Time is is when you get their get their tickets, if you see that somewhere else sold tickets in your same section and row for less, then Game Time will credit you hundred and ten percent of the difference of those prices. If you show that to them, snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code P I T T PIT for twenty dollars off your first. First purchase or go to the website, GameTime.co. Terms and conditions apply. Create an account and redeem code P-I-T-T-PIT for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Back here in the North Shore Drive podcast on the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, Chris Carter, Ray Fittipato. We're, we're going to continue things now. Ray, taking a step back from just the game, but so he's actually still looking at the game, too. But the Steelers rookies, I thought, impressed today. Broderick Jones, I haven't studied him in depth. But I only saw, like, one time where I saw him get give up some real pressure in this game in, in a situation that he could have been better. Uh, I thought in the run game, him and Isaac Siamalo as a tandem on the left side were the best thing the Steelers had going for them. They looked like they were consistently moving their guys. And the offensive line, like you said, they weren't good, per se but they also weren't as bad as we've seen them in some of these opening games to the season. I thought he was actually part of them taking a step forward. And again, against the Ravens, a team that the Steelers know every time you go up against them, it's going to be a
0: battle. Yeah, listen, Chris, that, that was a good defense. They came in averaging, I think, 15.5 points per game. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were up there um, you know, in pretty much every defensive statistical category. So that was a tough game for Broderick Jones um, to make his debut, but I thought he was solid. You know, we'll take a look at it later in the week, and I'm sure people will nitpick and you know critique his game. But you know, I think overall the the pass protection was was good. You know, Pickett was sacked three times, but um, as you pointed out earlier, I think maybe one or two of those. Um, one was a blitz he didn't recognize. Another one, I thought he just sort of rolled into a sack again, much in the way, same way he did um, mm-hmm. against Houston. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the Steelers needed that to happen, um, you know, until, until Dan Moore gets healthy, they need Broderick Jones to play like a starter, and I, I think today was a good, uh, you know, first step in that process.
1: I thought I thought it was a good first step, and now you get like a whole two weeks off to kind of reevaluate things and go over stuff, so that's good for him. Let's move on to Joey Porter Jr. and, and just back to him. I know we talked about him at the top and we had him talking, but I, I think that the way that he has handled his process, I believe now I, I didn't see I didn't see if he got targeted other times in this game. So I haven't had a chance to like tally things up. We're recording this like shortly after we've gotten home after after covering this game and writing stories and doing all our work there. But if that was the if that interception was the only time he was targeted in this game, I believe that means he's allowed one reception on seven targets with a breakup and uh, and an interception, and one of those was also a play where he was blanketing his receiver against the Browns on a fourth down play that won them the game. He, he, he may have, he may be a lot better than advertised when he was when he was in the draft. He may, he, you know, we all remember the clip of Joy Porter Senior talking to him after he wasn't drafted in the first round, saying, "Hey, you know, you can you can go and prove out everybody wrong." I think right now, in the limited amount of time the Steelers have played him, Joy Porter Junior is living up to the hype.
0: Yeah. And I, you know, I think you, if you go back and maybe look at some of the reasons why he wasn't starting um, Chris, you know, he had a hard time tackling in training camp. He did. That was not his strong suit. And I think just overall knowledge of the defense, you know, um, Levi Wallace has been here for a couple of years. Um, Patrick Peterson is new, but he's obviously a savvy veteran who who understands NFL defenses. So um yeah, I mean, it, it, it took Joey Porter some time. Um, but I, I think what they did was they picked good situations to expose him to snaps. And mm. um, they didn't have him in there early in games where maybe his run support was exposed. Um, they, they, they kind of picked and chose what situations they were going to get him in there. Now, Chris, that's going to change because um, I assume he's going to continue to be a f- full-time starter. I don't think they're they're going to go back and and put Levi Wallace back in that spot now. But um, you know, Joey might have to improve his tackling. He might have to show a little bit more grit in, in run support, get guys on the ground better. But hey, you drafted him number thirty two overall uh, to shut down receivers, and as you mentioned, if that number is correct, one um, one reception on seven targets, he's doing his job. And then so,
1: I agree. And again, that's just off the top of my head just yeah. after looking at that it might chart differently but that's just what that's that's what I've been seeing let's also talk about Keanu Benton who also got in this game stat line isn't amazing three just three tackles but at the same time I I noticed this during the game and again I haven't watched all 22 and done my full re you know, rewatch and film study of this game but it seemed like whenever he was in Ray they were not running up his gap. Tyler Linderbaum, a center that the Ravens uh, recently, recently drafted, and he's been solid for them. He was moving Montrevious Adams. He was moving Armin Watts. He was not moving Keanu Benton. And I thought a lot of the time, they have 100 yards on the ground in the first half, 25 yards on the ground in the second half. I thought a bulk of those runs that they they did pop off, were coming off those option plays where they headed to the outside. Uh, They got a couple runs up the middle, but I thought, by and large, the Steelers' defensive presence up front was better in this game. I also thought Quan Alexander and and Landon Roberts also really helped them. Had a couple good plays, too. But Keanu Benton, I think he, for a rookie, he is doing very well in the interior of the defensive line and a good sign of who they have heading into the future if he continues to take steps forward.
0: Yeah. I think we're going to see more and more of Benton after the bye week. I wouldn't be surprised at all if he's starting by mid season. I, you know, I don't know if it's going to happen for the Rams game or not, but if if you look consistently at his play um, and and I know Adams probably has a few more snaps than him just because he played in in the three, four base more than Benton did in the first four games of the season. But I think, by and large, Benton has the better play over Adams. And I just think you're going to see a natural move. Benton will become the starter in the second half. I think Adams is solid. I think he could be that role player, still get 30, 35 snaps a game. But I I think eventually you'll see um, Benton starting to get starter snaps. And uh, I I think this defense will be better for it. We know he was a really, really good run stopper at Wisconsin. And uh, it looked, at least in the second half, like he was bringing that to the Steelers defense as well.
1: This is a young Steelers team in a lot of respects. Yes, they have some older players on it, but there's so much of this team that, I, like, listen, they're three and two right now. They're still not a good team in my book. I mean, and Ray, Let me get this from you. I, do you agree with the sentiment? They're not a good team, but there is upside here that if they grow in the right ways, there's a chance they can become one later.
0: Yeah, I mean, that to me that depends on the offense. I mean, I, you I know, agree. The defense is. Is probably going to struggle until Cam Hayward gets back, at least the run defense. But, I mean, gosh, what, what we saw today, I mean, I i thought the defense was, was really, really good probably for, you know, 45 of the 60 minutes of that game. Um So it, it hinges on the offense, Chris. And I haven't seen anything from the offense that tells me it's going to get markedly better over the final 12 games of the regular season. Um Listen, they, they could – hit a stretch like they did in the second half of last season where they were, um, you know, Kenny manages the game, they run the ball, you make timely plays. They could do that again. But if this team is going to really take the step and become a playoff contender, you got to be able to score 24, 27. I agree. 40 points in some games when your defense isn't on. And I just haven't seen this, uh, the Steelers show any capabilities of doing that through the first five games of the season.
1: If they're going to do that at some point, I think it's going to require a lot of change, a lot of changes in just how players are operating. I think Kenny Pickett, you saw that flash at the end of the game. He needs to show that for a lot more than just one drive at the end of the game. He needs to be able to do that, do what he does more consistently uh, when he's playing well. And I think that that could be a big factor of it. But again, I think that one thing that could that shouldn't be overlooked right now if the Steelers are able to find at least a mojo in their offense and their defense, if they are playing better come November and December, and you're seeing more consistent football in their winning games there, them doing that after getting three wins in their first five games, or they only got two wins in their first eight games last year, it could make a huge dif- difference uh, that I think that could give them a chance to say, Hey, you're fighting with the, with the lead of the pack. Uh, in the AFC North, instead of playing a huge catch-up game that they had to last year, and that could be the difference that even that does get them into the the, the postseason if they get there. But like you said, and like I'm still saying, this team has a long way to go. Before they can actually start considering post-game eligibility or and postseason eligibility and making that step. He's Ray Fitopato of the Pittsburgh Post Gazette, post Gazette.com for all of our columns. You want to read Ray's Ray's grades of the game, they're right there, along with Jerry Dulak and Brian Batko's reactions to the game and our entire staff there. Thanks for tuning in to the North Shore Drive podcast and the Pittsburgh Post Gazette. Remember, you can find this show on your favorite podcasting platforms and on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoy it. Subscribe to this channel to get all of our daily content that comes out, and as well as our Monday. Wednesday, and Friday episodes of the North Shore Drive podcast. Shout out to Mike's Beer Bar, our presenting sponsor for this show. We'll be back Wednesday, getting you ready for the rest of the week. It's the Steelers' bye week, so it's time to take a step back and start evaluating. We'll do some of those evaluations later this week here in the North Shore Drive podcast. Stick with us. We'll see you then. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. If you watch this video on YouTube, please like the video and subscribe to our channel. For three months of digital access to post-gazette.com at 99 cents, Click the link below in the description.